this happen, man. No, but I'm like, I'm kind of just at a point where like, I kind of want to take a risk and just kind of switch everything up, you know? Nice. Nice. Don't. Don't do it. He is on third now after an infield single with a two-base error. He's actually good now? He's two for two tonight. He was good last week, too, but before that, he's out of his element. Yep. They count this. Yeah, Simeon had a throwing error. Yeah, that's a hit. Now, zero outs, runner on third. Does he score? Probably not. Let's get started. Let's do this. Welcome to Blake Street Banter, where one of us knows what the word banter means. The other two are just along for the ride. James, say hi. What up? Kirk, say hello. Hello. We are coming to you on Tuesday night. The Rockies are playing the A's right now, bottom five. Josh Fuentes is on third, so you will get some live reactions while listening. You're welcome. But I, I honestly don't know why we're watching anymore. We are four games under 500. We're out of the playoff picture. We've done absolutely nothing offensively against the Padres, against the Angels, to make us feel like we're a solid baseball team. I don't know why I'm watching. Um, that's kind of a similar feeling to most seasons as a Rockies fan. Like, usually I'm like, hey, man, as long as we don't lose 100 games, because, like, we're, we're one of the few teams that has never lost 100 games. Like, one of, like, only, like, three teams, I think. The Angels are one of them, I think. Um, fact check me on that. But I don't know, man. You watch because you like baseball and you like the Rockies, but – um, and who knows, man, maybe we'll string off 15 wins and we're good. It's just, it's so just disappointing because you can usually tell, you know, how the season's going to go pretty quickly. And the fact that we got off to such a good start. And again, I, I brought this up so many times, get off to such a good time or good start. And then more than half the league makes the playoffs and you got to just love your chances. And then now you're not going to make the playoffs. So it's just like, what? I don't understand what happened. Like, why? Why are you doing this to me? Yeah. And that's, that's what stings the most about this is the expanded playoffs. Like if there's any, a year, any year where you can just sneak in and pull something off, this is the year and it's not looking good. Right, and it's the fact – ooh, Diaz just hit a two-run shot. Suck it. Let's go. We're back in the playoff picture. Um, but, I mean, it's that 11-3 and three start that is the reason that we are even close to this, right? Like, that's the only thing carrying us to this point. It's the only thing that we've been able to hold our head high about and, like, all right, this carried us. But, I mean, that's the season, right? Like, that's where – that's what a whole season is about, you play the full season. You play the full slate of games. That's why we play 162 on a normal season because of this kind of thing. And you kind of see the rest of the playoff picture. The cream is rising to the top. Like the teams that should have been good at the beginning that got off to a slow start are now coming around and vice versa. And everything's kind of evening itself out with two weeks left. And I think we will get the best 16 teams in the playoffs. 
Uh, hopefully we can sneak in there, but it's just it's always interesting to see how a season plays out and how fandom the roller coaster is. And I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I'm not totally willing to give up yet. I mean, looking at the standings, the giants are number eight and it's like, dude, we're better than the giants. Come on. You know, same with like the reds are above us, which I don't know. The reds have done a lot to improve, but it's just kind of weird. <laughs> just but saying the reds are good. Um, yeah, so that's that's just I don't know. I'm not totally jumping off the bandwagon. We're not making the playoffs, but it just the last couple of weeks has just been not not enjoyable. So I'm I am. I'm off the bandwagon. I am too. I'm done. I'm still <laughs> like I'm still gonna watch, I'm still gonna pay attention, but like I don't have any any real hope at this point because I've seen the product that they put on the field and it's just not, even if they do sneak in as an A seed and you go against the Dodgers, like there's, there's just no path for success this season. And that's fine. I think I just accept that sooner rather than later. But the thing that really, I think makes it a little bit worse for me is two things. Number one is that, you know, you get off to the best record in, in franchise history. And then number two you watch teams like the Oakland Athletics and you watch teams like the Tampa Bay Rays who are leading their divisions, small market teams, and they just out scout everybody. They out front office everybody. And then the thing that's so unsatisfying is that our scouting department clearly isn't very good. And our front office is horrendous as we've talked about multiple times. And, I think that's the most frustrating part um, at this point. I mean, that's, exactly, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's all, again, like you said, we've talked about it over and over and over, but it's all hitting the fan. It's all here. It's all now. And it's, it's very frustrating. Like this was the shot and we couldn't even win it. We blew it. Yeah, I I will say, like, I have very little hope of doing anything in the playoffs. I think making the playoffs is still realistic. But to say, like, oh, yeah, we're going to make this insane run and pull this off, like, you can't do that when you have zero nothing in the bullpen, you know? When you don't have – even, like, Nolan's struggling, and it's just – it's not a good year. But – um it's just like you look at the standings and like the Marlins are number five. Like, well, why aren't we, why can't we be there? But it's just, we're, we're like going back to, we just need one stud player and we're not going to build around him. And that's why our farm system sucks. And we just want Brendan Rogers to come up and be that stud. So we don't have to pay anybody else. Yeah. And I think the thing about the Marlins, I'm really glad you brought that up is because, They've played over 55 players this season because of uh, they were the first team to get hit hard by COVID and all of that stuff. In total, they've had over 55 players play, and they were at one point on a seven or eight game losing streak during that stretch. And now they're <laughs> they're talking about a middle playoff spot, you know, in the NL. And then you have a team like the Rockies where you got Nolan Chuck. Um, all these great pieces, story, Daniel Murphy, um, 
you know, all these great hitters and good pitchers too. And you just like, you can't put it together for 60 games. When you already had that big of a head start with that great start that we had, you know, like yeah, that's, so you, can't, you can't put it together for 45 games. Right. You can't just play 500 from here on out. It's insane. It's, it's, uh, it's disappointing. It's disrespectful as a fan. Like it's... I I am I am totally on board with everything you're saying, but I do want to point out something that I thought was interesting. We haven't gotten much production from Nolan whatsoever. Blackman has slid off the earth tremendously. Um, Trevor Story is doing all right, right? Like he's still around there. So I was wondering, like, what was the rest of the studs in the league doing? You know, like the Cody Bellingers, the the Juan Sotos, you know, like the dudes, right? Mookie Betts. And so I just real quick, I wanted to look this up earlier. I want to dive into it later, maybe more. But like just looking at averages, just looking at batting average, in the top five, you have Juan Soto, makes sense. He missed six, seven games though. Donovan Solano, who? Freddie Freeman should be up there. Michael Conforto. The journeyman, like the dude, the vet that never figured it out, kind of a surprise. Turner's up there with 340. Charlie Blackman. Dominic Smith. Again, why? How? Who? Jake, Jake Cronenworth, the rookie from Michigan that plays in San Diego. Jeff McNeil and Marcel Ozuna. Like, there weren't the studs. Like, you didn't hear Tatis. You didn't hear Machado, Bellinger. Um, all these studs that you would expect to see up there, you didn't hear their names right there. So, I think it's just a weird a weird season. JT Real Muto, 267. And he's arguably the best hitting catcher in all of MLB. Acuna Jr., 42nd in the ranking at 261. Bryce Harper, 259. Like, studs just all around aren't performing on teams. And we just happen to have two of them that aren't. That is actually really interesting. I don't even really know what to think about that. It's like, I don't know. I mean, the Dodgers with Bellinger not doing that great doesn't really surprise me because they just have a well – built team all around top to bottom bench everybody so like anybody can plug in and win you that game especially Mookie obviously but um yeah hearing like Harper's kind of have a mediocre season and stuff like that it's like I don't know it's just they figured out how to win games that they probably shouldn't have and we can't do that I mean, again, I just want to emphasize the importance of having a great scouting room and, you know, having the fortitude to let good players walk when, when they can. I mean, the Nationals look great at this point letting Harper go. Um, I mean, he hits a lot of home runs, has RBIs, all that stuff. But, I mean, last year, what he hit, 225 and a bunch of home runs, like – that's cool. I mean, it's worth something, but is it worth, you know, $350 million? I don't think so. Uh, and so I think the Nationals did a great job in letting him walk, and they won a World Series because of it. So, 
And then you look at teams again, like the A's and the Rays, um, just great scouting. You have team control over these guys when they're young and in their prime and you just ride them out. And then once, you know, they hit that, that high price tag, have the fortitude to, to let them walk away because ultimately it might not be all, you know, worth it in Harper's case, clearly. Or are you going on record that we should let Nolan go? When is the contract up? Um, no, I'm not, but I will go on the record of saying that Nolan is clearly not happy in Colorado. I think that's clear from any fans that, that watch this and understand what's going on. Um, they signed him to a long-term deal because they were loyal to him. I think that it's going to be a Matt Holiday situation where in his last year, we're going to have to ship him out and get some prospects. And that's just the reality of it. I don't want it to be that way, but I mean, from a business standpoint, I think that's where it's headed. Well, I was upset when Holiday was traded, but at the end of the day, we got Cargo, and I'd take Cargo over Holiday 100 times, you know, out of 100. So you hope something like that happens, but there's also many trades that have just been trash. Ubaldo was just a complete wash. We got nothing for him. Tulo was pretty much a wash. So – I don't know. But, I guess you just hope that, you get lucky. The argument to that, though, we got rid of Ubaldo and Tulo at the right time because neither one of them really produced once we got rid of them, right? Yeah, so that is kind, true. Yeah, Kind of going back to Jane's point, like doing what the smart teams are doing, what the Nationals is with Harper, like let them go, get something for them, and maybe it is what it is. I personally would – I don't want Nolan to go. I want him to stay. But, I mean, as a business and as – who Nolan is definitely tell he's not happy so it sucks but like that's what we have to look forward to we have next year because we're not going to make the playoffs this year we have an off season that's nothing's going to happen we're not going to get any relief in the bullpen nothing that we need and then around July that we're going to have to trade we're going to have to trade Nolan for prospects and people that hopefully pan out Charlie Blackman's going to be 35 years old. Trevor Story is, is going to be almost done with his contract. And then we have to do this all again with Trevor. There's really nothing to be excited about. Like, yeah. and I want to go- watch these last 10 games just so I can watch Nolan. I guess that's why I'm watching. Because I have no idea if he's still going to be here in, you know, in April. Well, for me, honestly, at this point, I'm watching for Trevor Story. I mean, he's, he's really what's got me most excited about what's going on. Of course, Nolan's, you know greatest player that one of the greatest players we've ever had top three, but I really like Trevor story right now. And he's, what's got me excited, but I want to go back to the uh, holiday trade because just like Kirk, I was really upset about that too. Chris Bryant, you, you would, you know, a stud batting yeah. average is 200 right now, two home runs. What are you serious? How many games played? 26. Wow, that's crazy. Two hundred. Yeah. I mean, he was really back. good that one year, but beyond that, like I thought he was a little bit overhyped. Yeah, he was great. Like his his rookie year. I mean, he still had he had thirty home runs last year, but his rookie yeah. year and sophomore year, he was had a hundred RBIs. 35 average home runs. Last year, 31 home runs, 77 RBIs. 
Uh, it's not Javi, bad. No, Javi Baez, 203 batting average, 47 games played. Um, yeah, Baez is trash. That's on record. So Cody Cody Bellinger, 214 batting average in 45 games. And Kristen Yelich, 195 in 44 games. Like, the studs wow. aren't producing, like, across the board. I don't want – like, what is going on with that? That doesn't even make any sense. Especially like a, good, guy too. Like, a guy like Yelich, like, you think he could just roll out of bed and hit 300. Yeah, super weird, man. I don't get it. All right, cliffhanger over. It is next week. James, holiday trade. What? Uh, the holiday trade. Uh, that was the last time that we really had a, you know, blockbuster trade work out for us when we got cargo. So that's the only reason I wanted to revisit that because that that one did pan out. But to Kerb's point, more often than not, they they haven't yet. So let's hope that if we have a blockbuster trade in the future, it's it's something similar to that. Um, going back to this last series with the Angels, Pujols hit 660. Tied Willie Mays is now fifth on the list. Congrats, Albert. And that was, it was actually kind of cool to watch, you know, you know, it's against us. Um, but I can pinpoint the moment that I said the season was over. And it was in that extra inning loss to the Angels in the 11th inning when it just should not have happened. And it was just like, like I had no hope. Going into the ninth, into the tenth, no, in, into the ninth, I had no hope like this was going to pan out, and we had our, our our opportunities. I texted James. I was like, "Is Nolan broken?" And he grounded out, or he didn't do anything with two outs, and then he came out and said his left shoulder was hurt. So I guess he is broken. Um, but that was the moment. It was like that bottom of the ninth. I was like, I, "There's nothing for me going right now. My loins are not on fire." And that's when I said the season was over. It was a really sad moment. Pointed. I can really point it too. Uh, for me, it was when we lost that that fourth game in a row to the Houston Astros. That's when Ooh. I like we weren't in a position to <laughs> be competitive. Yeah. unfortunately, I'm ca- I'm kind of surprised you guys didn't say like the the Rangers series. You know, <laughs> like. <laughs> You guys held in quite a bit longer than I thought, but um, yeah, I, it's just like at some point you you just can't realistically think with the bullpen the way it is because that's that's how you win postseason games is your your bullpen your pitching wins and we don't have that and we don't have Nolan this year that's playing at a high level so. Or just like any other bottom feeder team, unfortunately. And it's it's it goes back to the bullpen. It's as soon as I see Estevez out there or Diaz out there, I'm like, uh, here we go. And implosion watches on. Kinley looks good. He gave up he had one bad pitch and he gave up a homer, but he looked he looked good for an inning and two thirds. And there goes James. Let's see if he makes it back. Um, but yeah, I am just, I'm sad. I haven't been sad all season, but now it's just, it's finally hidden for me. There's yeah, still it's, to just, do, Kirk. it's just at a point where it just kind of sets in and you're just like, man, I don't know. It was, it was the false start. Like if we, 
we came out, like, honestly, coming into this year, I didn't really expect anything. Like, I was just like, well, whatever. We're a pretty mediocre team. We were last year, so who knows. But And then we come out and just start tearing it up. And it's just, I don't know. If we would have started off, like, five and five instead of 11 and three or whatever, you know, like, we probably would feel a lot different. But so as a fan, so I guess this is as a fan, aren't we happy that we went 11 and three and we are feeling this way? I I always get so angry at, you know, the social media, the Reddit's, the Facebook's like, Oh, here we go again. The same old Rockies, blah, blah, blah. I don't know why I put my, I enjoyed this team and all that. And it's like, then don't be a fan, go somewhere else. Like if you're not going to be here for the ups and downs and the, the fun times, the bad times, like, if you want a five and five start, get the fuck out of here. Like yeah. we all want yeah. 11 and three start. We want to have this conversation. We want to be on the bubble. I want to be sad right now. I would love to be happy, but I appreciate being sad. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Just think, think about the Buffalo what, bills. Pilar? The, the bills went to four straight Super Bowls and lost them all, you know? So people are like, man, that must've sucked being a fan, but it's like, at least they got there. I would take my team getting there and losing every time, you know, besides actually winning it. Like, that's where you want to be. So, like, it's like, yeah, it, it does make it sting a little bit worse, but at least you're in that position where you could have done it. At least it doesn't sting every week of the entire season, you know? Yeah. At least at least you're not, like, already over it in in May. And it's just like, well, whatever, the season's over. Yeah, exactly. So, man, shut your mouth. Just be be a fan. And just, I don't know. It's just what they say and how they say it. <laughs> Fucking people. Um, so, here on out with the Rockies, I'm kind of looking for a, another team to follow. I really wanted to watch that Dodgers-Padres series last night, uh, game last night against Kershaw and uh, Lamette, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But I'm looking for a team that's not in the NL West that I want to root for. And right now I'm just searching for that. And it might be Oakland as we watch them in these sweet, sweet Hunter Greens. Um, I think this might be the team, minus Matty Chapman, who is out for the season. But have you guys thought about that at all? Like, who are you going to root for? Right now I'm kind of rooting for uh, the Blue Jays. Best team in New York. At this point, <laughs> playing in Buffalo. So I'm kind of excited about that. You know, have have somebody else emerge in the AL East that's not a Yankee or a Red Sox or, or you know, even the Tampa Bay Rays who are doing great as well. That's just, that's just a great division, really. So I, I go with the Rays – or I'm sorry, go with the Blue Jays. Um, for me personally, like at this point um... – it's well it's the same as every year as long as the Dodgers don't win it then I'm happy so I'm rooting for whoever is against the Dodgers so your favorite team is who's ever playing them that's fair yeah it's like I'm a Rockies fan and then whoever's playing the Dodgers so yeah if it comes down to San Diego and LA in division series or or the uh, NLCS I'll be going Padres all the way 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're definitely a pro Padre over Dodgers podcast. Like, the there's Padres, a, that's not Padres argument. are like my, I don't know, I guess most favorite team in our division. And it's like, I don't know, the, they just haven't really done anything to make me mad. I was having that same conversation with James like three years ago. I think I was like, I think my second favorite team is the Padres because of what you just said. Like, they don't do anything. They're just kind of there. They're not a bad team. Their stadium's sweet. Like, let's just root for the Padres on the low low. Their fan base isn't obnoxious. They're laid back. It's, it's kind of funny because I've met a, a couple of Padres fans out here, obviously, in California. But, like, they're actually really up, still upset about Matt Holiday's slide and touching home plate. Like, they <laughs> are still, like, they will, like, talk crap to me about it. It's like, dude, like, really? Like, I'm kind of over that, but I, I guess I see your point. <laughs> you know? Do you tell them about Garrett Atkins' home run that wasn't called a home run? I'm just kind of like, I don't know, man. Like, this is what it is. I don't really care. Like, <laughs> You should just have the YouTube clip on, on, on ready. So just when somebody brings it up, like, oh, you want to watch it real quick? See, he touched. Get the fuck out of here. That's funny, yeah, though. They're still salty. I, yeah, I had, uh, I had somebody send me something. It was like Slam Diego, you know? So I just sent him a GIF of, like, Matt Holiday sliding in. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm all for that. I love that. That's that, that's a good fan base though. Like I'm down for that. Like they should still be angry about it. I I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, at least they're not beating people up in the parking lot. So yeah, no shit. Um, I am, I'm 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 debating between the A's and the Braves right now. As my teams to follow, I'm just gonna see how they play out. The Braves, I love their their young crew with Freddie. I guess Freddie's kind of old, but Acuna and Albies. Like I'm excited for those two and their stud pitchers. Uh, Freed, Max Freed is out there, and it's just I think they might be my team to watch. All right. Thank you for watching. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube can listen to us on Spotify, Apple's podcast, or Google podcast by looking up Blake Street Banter. Thank you.